Life Audio. Hello, thank you for listening to your daily Bible verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for our lives. After the short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, First Corinthians four. One and two. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store. One of these shows, Words of Life, is a fifteen-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, "But I have something better." It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to Him, they're going to want to know Him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store, or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is First Corinthians four one and two. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. The Apostle Paul spoke these words to the believers in the church at Corinth. They'd positioned themselves as judges over various preachers and had caused factions as a result. Some had chosen to follow Paul, others Cephas, and others Apollos. Paul responded to this situation by basically saying, "Enough of this! Now here's how you should be thinking about us." A closer look at the key words helps us understand Paul's teaching. The first key word is servants. The Greek word Paul used here meant under rowers, and literally referred to the slaves who labored at the oars in the lowest of three levels in Roman warships. An officer stood on a platform facing a row of men seated on both sides of the vessel, and he set the pace. The oarsman's job was to keep that pace without question or complaint. The vessel moved and stopped according to the officer's orders. So while the slaves did the hard work, the officer received the glory. Corinth was a port city, so the believers in the church there would have easily understood the meaning behind the word servants. They would have understood that Paul was saying that he, Cephas, and Apollos considered themselves as spiritual under rowers. Christ was the officer in charge of their vessel. And he was the one giving the orders. They were responsible to keep their eyes on him and follow his lead. They were to do exactly what he told them to do, and ultimately, he would receive the glory for the work they'd done. This word for servants is different from the one Paul used to describe himself and the others in First Corinthians three five, where he said, "What then is Apollos? What is Paul?" Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each, whereas the term in today's verse denoted the function of keeping one's eyes on the ship's officer and following his lead, 
The word in 1 Corinthians 3.5 referred more to a subordinate's attitude, which was to be one of humility and submission. The next key word is stewards. So while servants implied submission to Christ, stewards implied accountability to him. Adam Clark says the Corinthian believers would have understood the steward as the master's deputy in regulating the concerns of the family, providing food for the household, seeing it served out at proper times and seasons and in proper quantities. That steward received all the cash, expended what was necessary for the support of the family, and kept exact accounts for which he was obliged at certain times to lay before the master. So as stewards of the gospel, Paul acknowledged that he and the other preachers did not own the mysteries of God. God owned the message, but he'd put them in charge to handle it wisely. They would ultimately give account to him someday for what they did with it, and he required them to be faithful in their designated responsibility. Required means to seek or to look intensely for something, and Found means to discover after thoughtful observance. Put together with the reference to faithfulness, now, Paul was saying that God was watching them thoughtfully as preachers of the gospel to see how they treated others and how carefully they obeyed his commands. He observed their motives. He saw how they responded under pressure to disappointment and to irritations. He saw whether they allowed personal wants and wishes to distract them from their calling, and he knew if they would persevere to the finish line even though they felt like giving up at times. Within the context of the rest of the passage, Paul was saying that he and the other preachers were not accountable to anyone but God. They were his servants. He'd appointed them as stewards over his affairs, and he would hold them accountable someday. When Paul wrote these words, he referred to himself and other preachers as servants and stewards, but those terms describe all believers today. See, if we profess to follow Christ, then we are his servants. Our role is to keep our eyes on him and follow his lead without question or complaint. We are also stewards. God has trusted us with the message of the gospel and we are to handle it well. Let's remember that God alone is our audience. People are not. Someday he will call us to account for how we've spent our lives. He watches us thoughtfully to see how we treat others and obey his commands. He observes our motives, our response to pressure, disappointment, and yes, even irritations. He knows whether we allow personal wants and wishes to distract us from our calling And he knows if we'll persevere to the finish line, even though we feel like giving up at times. Our goal as God's servants and stewards is to be found faithful. That is completely reliable and true. This doesn't mean he expects perfection. After all, did not Peter fall when he denied Jesus three times? And yet he got back on his feet and to this day is considered a faithful follower of Christ. Let's ask the Lord to make us faithful servants and stewards so that someday, when we see Him face to face, we'll hear His commendation, Well done, 
good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for reminding us that we are your servants here to do your bidding. Help us maintain a spirit of humility in all things. Thank you too for the reminder that we are servants of the gospel. Empower us so that we might be wise in the way we handle your mysteries and fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we may live in a way that honors you because someday we want to hear you say, Well done, good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists. But when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.